Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or iHeart, hit that subscribe or follow button. The content shared is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Imagination Health and Wellness Podcast. My name is Carolyn Scott, and I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Clement Norris. Hello, Clement. How are you today? Hello, Carol. Again, I want to say hello to all our listeners. As always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Today, we're going to be doing a continuation of a series that we're doing on prayer. And so I want to read this Bible verse, and I want to refer back to something we talked about in, in uh, part one on this series. It says in First Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil, like a lion, walks about to see who he may devour. And so I want us to keep that verse in mind as we go through this particular uh, program, because what I want to talk about or address some questions that came up and uh, I guess the main one being is, can the devil, uh, does he know our prayers? Does the devil answer prayers? Uh, I think one of the things we have to do to kind of really get a grasp on it is, again, go back to something I talked about in part one, which is uh, keep in mind that prayer, prayer is communication. It's just, it's just a form of communication. And it's a communication that we typically, we call it prayer because it's directed towards God. Uh, that's prayer. And I, but I talked about the, the, the two different types of communication, the high context communication and the low context communication. The high context communication of uh, being uh, the nonverbal form of, of communication, that's the, uh, it's mostly, if not completely all nonverbal. And then low context communication, of course, being the verbal uh, communication. Uh, and that's important for us to remember as we talk about this, as we talk about prayer and uh, obviously look at it from the perspective of uh, what impact or what role the devil plays in this. Because unlike Jesus, unlike the Father, unlike the Holy Spirit, the devil cannot, the devil cannot read human minds. He simply cannot do it. God can read human minds and God can read the minds of angels. God can read the mind of all his created beings. The devil cannot read our minds. So when we pray, we have to take into consideration the high context form of communication, the nonverbal. When I talked about it before, remember I said that nonverbal communication is the things that, that we do, our behavior, uh, certain looks, those kind of things that we literally do without necessarily speaking. The devil has a very keen sense of observation. And so it's through observation the devil is able to see our prayers. 
He also can hear our prayers when we pray out loud. So there's two ways the devil can know we're praying about. Now, if we pray and we uh, don't do it out loud, it's, uh, it's not a public prayer because Jesus did both. Jesus did both public prayers and he also did personal prayers. The Bible talks about him going out into the wilderness, into a, a desolate area and, and, and praying by himself. So when we speak our prayers out loud, the devil can hear those prayers and the devil can tell what we're praying about or what we want by our behavior, by our actions. Those are the only two ways that the devil can know. And the devil wants to know what we're praying about because it seems to be a difficult thing anyway for some Christians to understand and probably most to understand that the devil can not only hear those prayers or, or, or see those behaviors, but he can answer them. The devil answers prayers. And so it kind of begs the question, well, why, why would the devil want to answer a prayer? Sometimes we pray, and a lot of times our prayers are selfish prayers. Well, I don't know if I say a lot of times, but prayers tend to be selfish prayers. They, they usually always focused on us. And if answering selfish prayers will cultivate more selfishness in us, the devil doesn't have a problem with answering that prayer for you. I don't think he has a problem answering that prayer for you at all. If answering your prayer is going to keep you in a state of confusion or it's going to keep you going down a path that God does not approve of, but the devil knows as long as you're getting what you want, then he'll answer that prayer for you. We got to uh, keep in mind that we have a foe who does not go by any particular rules. He believes in winning at all costs. It becomes advantageous for him that if I know, I use myself for an example, if I know that I'm doing something that God disapproves of and I do my prayers and it seems like God is answering my prayers, even though I'm still doing something that God disapproves of. I think in that, in that first uh, part one, I talked about the young lady who was, you know, on a strict definition, a strict biblical definition. She was committing adultery because she was having sexual relations with a married man. And she wanted me to pray that, that the man would leave his wife and marry her and be with her and the illegitimate child that they had. She wanted me to pray and ask God to go against his own word, validate her unrighteousness so that she could be happy, that she can get the man that she wanted. You know, she didn't like my answer to her, so I have not heard or seen her since. This has been many, many, many years ago. I don't know. Uh, it probably did happen. She, she, she probably... They probably did end up getting married. I, I have uh, no clue one way or the other. But if it did happen, if he did leave his wife and he did get with her, and her mind, and as far as I'm concerned, she's just a metaphor for uh, many, 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 many people. In her mind, if it happened, that meant God answered her prayer. And I'm saying no you know yes he could have left his wife yes he probably ended up marrying her 
But does that mean God answered her prayer? No. As far as I'm concerned, uh, and I believe that the Holy Spirit completely validates this, that was the devil who answered her prayer. But it was not God. The Bible in James chapter 1 and verse 13, it says, Let no man say when he is tempted that he is tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. God does not condone our sins. God doesn't help us commit acts of sin. And that clearly would have been an act of sin. But, you know, oftentimes we uh, go to God about things. Uh, I could be robbing a bank or trying to uh, steal something from somebody. And, 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 and in my mind, actually ask God to kind of help me out with this thing, you know, get me through this thing right here, God. And then the thing happens, like I get what I asked for. The worst thing you could do is in your mind, convince yourself that God answered your prayer. Your prayer got answered, but it wasn't by God. And so that's what I mean by when I say that the devil can answer prayers. And so when we speak our prayers out audibly, he can hear those prayers. When we conduct ourselves in a certain way, he can tell by our actions what it is we want, and therefore he can also accommodate us that way. So it's not about praying directly to him and asking him to answer our prayers, but he will intervene. And he does not care if you give credit to God for the fact that he actually was the one who gave you what you wanted. And so that's what hopefully to be a more specific of what I mean when I say we got to be careful because the devil can answer prayers also. People pray for things uh, all the time and don't take into consideration is what I'm praying for. Is this, is it, is it of a selfish nature? Is this going to glorify God or just satisfy me? Because the devil is sitting back and he watching. When, when you go to the Garden of Eden and you look at what happened, the devil he could not read uh, Eve's mind, but through a keen sense of observation, he probably noticed that she was uh, glancing at the tree, the forbidden tree. He probably noticed that she glanced at it often, just like some of us, you know, we end up in relationships because we glance at a, another person often. You know, the devil could see what you're watching on the computer. The devil can, can see when you're on the job and how often you're glancing at some guy or or if you see some guy, how often you glancing at some girl and, and then he decide, well, you know what? I, I got to create, I got to cultivate an environment to, so these two can get together. So he's watching Eve. He's observing. And, and through observation, he could tell that Eve was curious about that tree, that she wanted to eat that fruit of that tree. And so it made it so much easier for him to convince or tempt her into doing it because he couldn't read her mind. He had to be watching, observing Adam and his response toward Eve when he found out that she had done it. And therefore he knew she would be able to convince Adam to do it as well. So can the devil, you know, can he pick up on our prayers? Yes. Uh, will he answer our prayers? Yes. Is he doing it for our best interest? No. If it's going to keep us going in the wrong, wrong direction, if it's satisfying the, the flesh in any capacity, then the devil 
doesn't have a problem with answering that prayer for you. Peter said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. If he's answering your prayers, it's because he is using your prayers to devour you and to hurt God. He wants to hurt God by devouring you. And so we need to get it out of our heads. It's, I think it's literally, I think it's a dangerous thought to have that the devil doesn't answer my prayers. And so as we continue uh, looking at this particular subject, looking at prayer, we are going to uh, address a few more points about it in the upcoming weeks. Uh, we hope that you all found this one interesting. We hope you enjoyed it. Please, by all means, if there was something that requires some clarification, uh, correction, let us know. Again, go to Vegan Imagination. You can click to leave a voice message or you can write it in and let us know if this was, if this was helpful or if you thought it was not helpful. I mean, either way, I think it's very helpful to know our enemy, to know what we're dealing with. You know, we look at the country in any country, not just the United States of America, but any country. They tend to invest large amounts of money into knowing the enemy and how the enemy operates. I don't think the devil wants us to know that he answered prayers. He doesn't even want us to be considering the question of whether or not he answered prayers. The Bible uh, lets us know that he clearly has powers because the Bible says that the devil uh, will, in the, as we approach the last days, he will empower some to do all types of miraculous things. And so uh, as we move toward the end and you have people, you know, hurting and, and crying over loved ones who are sick, who are ill, who have even died. And all of a sudden these people can come along and heal them. Even though these people are saying uh, things that are doctrinally contrary to scripture, then you, you would hope you would, you would pray since we're talking about prayer that you would ask God to give you the gift of discernment so that you can, you can know when it's God performing that miracle versus when it's the devil using someone to perform that miracle. So I think it's an important uh, topic for us to consider, especially as we're talking about prayer to be, because to be honest with you, I can only speak for myself. I don't know about you, Carol, so I'm going to let you speak for yourself. But in all my years in the church, in all my years looking in the Bible and you know, listening to different programs and stuff, I honestly cannot recall any time where I've heard anybody uh, even remotely suggest or talk about the devil answering prayers. Uh, have you? No. No, I can't. I do remember about the reading of the mind. I remember one person asking that question a couple of years ago in church, someone, but um, in particular that one about him answering prayers. No, I, I, I don't recall people talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Cause I've had people say to me in the past, they say, well, then when you pray, you shouldn't say it out loud. So the devil won't know what you're praying for. But I've heard and, somebody and, say that. Yeah, I've heard people say that. What they fail to understand when they make those kind of comments is that there are two components to prayer. Mm -hmm. There is the verbal and the nonverbal. 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to open your mouth to let the devil know what it is you want. Yeah. I love the way you said that he has a keen sense of observation because that is exactly right. <laughs> yeah, a very keen sense of observation. I don't know if it, too many folks other than God himself that has a, a more keen sense of observation. Mm-hmm. And the devil picks up on every little nuance mm-hmm. and he can tell what it is you really want. He can tell when what's coming out of your mouth and what you're doing are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And so when I run to these people, say, well, then you shouldn't say the prayer out loud. Why shouldn't you? Jesus said them out loud. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe Jesus said them out loud, then explain to me what was Jesus doing on that cross just before he died. Mm-hmm. On the cross, Jesus prayed out loud. He did a public prayer. When you look in the Bible, particularly in the Gospel of John, there's several occasions where Jesus prays out loud. He prays for the people. We know he had to pray out loud because if, if he didn't, we wouldn't know what it was he said. Correct. The authors are writing down what he said. They couldn't read his mind. That's right. And so Jesus understood, just like we should, that if we stay on the right path, if we stay focused, that the devil can hear your prayer, but he can't stop God. Mm-hmm. God winks at our ignorance. So, yeah, we're doing things in ignorance. God, God makes provisions for that. You do public prayer all the time. You go into church, it's public prayer. You, sometimes you do intercessory prayer, and you do an intercessory prayer, you're doing it publicly. The, the devil cannot block God. But we have to try, or not even try, because Jesus said that with God, all things are possible. So we have to have a consistency between our high-context prayers and our low-context prayers. They have to be on the same page. How we're acting and how and what we're saying have to be on the same page. God addressed that. I think so anyway. I think God addressed high-context and low-context communication in the, I believe, the third commandment. Where he said, if any man use the name of God in vain, he will not hold him guiltless. Using God's name in vain means that you're saying one thing, but acting like something else. I'm claiming Jesus, but acting like the devil. There should be a, 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 a consistency. There should be a harmony between what I'm praying for and how I'm acting. Jesus talked about praying in his name. You know, a lot of us think that when we pray in Jesus' name, we think praying in Jesus' name means that when we end a prayer, Mm-hmm. that we're supposed to say his name. Mm-hmm. We think that as long as we end the prayer, it doesn't matter pretty much my behavior, what I'm doing, the fact that when I do what I know is wrong, it's just when I do my prayer, whether I'm going to eat my food or whatever the case is, I just need to make sure I end it by saying, in the name of Jesus Christ. But if we, if we take the time to go study that carefully, we find out that there was actually 100% uh, more to what Jesus was saying there than somebody just reciting his name. Because in that text where he says it, that the, the word name means character. Mm-hmm. If Jesus is in you, then you should be reflecting the character of Christ. Therefore, when you pray in his character, your prayers are selfless. When you're praying in the name of Jesus, you are not the centerpiece of your prayers. Like Jesus, you are always frequently or mostly praying on the behalf of others and or the world as a whole and events going on in the world. So the 
devil, he looks, he sees these things, and then he acts. If he is convinced that it's going to keep us on the wrong path. Because all we say, all we focus on is that the ends justify the means. But with God, that is not the case. God does not advocate a philosophy of the ends justify the means. That's that's what the devil believes in, but God does not believe in it. God always acts in love. He always acts in righteousness. And so if the devil can weaponize prayer, he is going to do it. He will turn prayer into a weapon against the people of God. If we let our guards down, he will get us. And so let's keep that in mind. Keep us in prayer as we prepare to go through the, this upcoming week and as we prepare the next program. If you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, go to wherever you're listening to this episode and leave us a comment or visit our website at veganimagination.com. That's V-E-G-A-N-E-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.com, where you can leave a voicemail or written comment. Click on the podcast tab at the top of the page, and once there, you can leave us a voicemail message. We would love to hear from you.